Dolores Fawson's book, Gage, Chapter 4. Oh, hell. This rescue had just gotten a lot more complicated. Gage shook his head and tried to cut off the complication as a proverbial needs. But Lynette only shook her head, too, and she reached up and touched his face. Or rather, she touched the thin sheet of prosthetic makeup that had created the wrinkles around his eyes and the fake beard. Gage? She repeated on her eyes and breath, and it definitely wasn't a question. Since so she looked ready to rip the rest of the makeup off the stage, Gage took Lynette's arm and practically dragged her to the SUV. He had a lot to do now more than he originally planned, planned and he doubted he could dodge her questions for long, especially since she seemed darn sure darn sure of who he was. But how the devil had she known? This guy had fooled enemy agents. Heck, it could have probably fooled his brother. So how did Lynette figure it out while running for her life from an enemy? Gage, she repeated when he stuffed her in the passenger seat. Gage groaned and huffed, getting behind the steering wheel as fast as he could. He had to put some distance between them and the hitman in case the guy had back had brought back up. You're alive. Lynette's breast broke and a horse sobbed off from her throat. She clawed at the prosthetics, ripping them off. Hold that thought, Gage told her. He wasn't completely immune to the emotion of the fallout that would happen from this, but he had to make a call. Then he figured out a way to deal with Lynette. It wasn't going to be pretty. He pressed the button on the secure phone on the dash and his handler, Sherman Hendricks, answered on the first ring. Log on to my coordinates, Gage. I just left a dead body in the woods, and I need the area to be san sanitized. There's also an overnight bag near the residence, and it'll have to be moved. In other words, a full clean-up of the dead assassin in the overnight bag in case prints were on it. No one could know Gage had been there. Well, no one except Lynette. Gage didn't see a ray around this big discussion that Lynette and he was about to have, so he ended the call to start some damage control. How did you know? Gage was on able to stop himself from asking. He was good at his job, damn good, and it was a little insulting that a civilian had figured it out in under a half an hour. You're sent, she said in a breathy whisper. Gage gave his armpit a quick smell, but clearly didn't detect what Lynette had. No one else has that scent, she clarified, which of course didn't clarify much. She pulled across the seat and threw her arms around. It's you, it really is you. Well, that wasn't the reaction Gage had expected. Nor was the hungry kiss she planted on his mouth. Her lips tasted of the rain and the salt from her tears. And Lynette, yeah, after all this time, he remembered exactly how she tasted. So maybe it wasn't too much of a stretch for her to remember his scent. Considering, though, that they hated each other, it was still a puzzling memory to latch on to. The kiss continued, punctuated with her sobs and mumbles. And Gage finally had no choice but to pull over. Not a good time for it. With the body of a hitman only a mile away, but he didn't want to wreck. Without thinking it through, Gage kissed her right back. That taste co coiling through him. Oh man, he missed her almost as much as he hated her. Almost. However, he was having a hard time remembering the hatred part while playing lip lock with his ex. He kissed her far harder and deeper than he should have. But then, considering he shouldn't be kissing her at all, he was getting his money's worth from this particular mistake. Thankfully, the kiss didn't last one longer just seconds before Lynette stopped and pushed away from him. You let me think you were dead, she shouted as she planted both her hands against his chest and gave him a hardship. How could you do something like that to me? How? It took Cage a moment to recover from the scolding moment to recover from the scolding kiss. The shove and the quick change in Lynette's mood. 
I had no choice. No choice, see how the tears streamed down her cheeks, and she gave him another shot. Everyone has a choice, Cage, and you let me and your family believe you were dead. She stopped cold and stared at him. Or does your family know the truth? He shook his head. They don't. They are only two people. There are only two people who know you and the man I just called. He, for, and for some very dangerous reason, he had to stay that way. The neck curse of me. You jerk. And then she called him something worse. Much worse. How could she do that to us? How? I did it to save all your lives. And he immediately hated the outbursts. Hated that he felt bad for the lives that had been necessary. You think it was easy for me to give up my life? My family? He didn't add Lynette's, na Lynette's name to that little try to help. Felt a little guilty about it. And Gage remembered himself that she was pregnant with another man's child. Hell. He'd only been fake dead for 11 months, of course, and then he hadn't been anything close to a couple for years. Ten years, to be exact, but Gage was still riled, even if he didn't have a right to be. For that matter, Lynette didn't have a right to be riled either. He remembered himself, reminded himself of that too, and put some still back in his attitude. Except he didn't have time to put that attitude into a mind-your-own-business snarl, because she spoke before he could. Why did you do this? She demanded. Now she was the one with an attitude. Gage debated mentioning that part, that part about her not having riling rights for anything related to him, but he didn't want the stalag launch into a long argument. He had to give her a quick sterile explanation so he could get her to the airport for the trip to safety. Then he'd be out of her life again. He didn't want to know why that suddenly didn't feel like the perfect solution that it had been just 30 minutes ago. Oh, wait, he didn't know. Because of that blasted kiss. Sheesh. When the heck would he learn to quit thinking with other, and any other organ that wasn't his brain? Because the rest of his body, especially parts of him that were still affected by Lynette, wasn't prone to making good decisions. Well, she pressed, I deserve an answer. No, she didn't deserve anything from him. But he'd give her one anyway. Mostly. It would be the truth. When I was on assignment last year, I killed a notorious international drug dealer, Rodney Delvity. Well, he thought about how to continue, how to word this, Gage put the SUV in gear and started driving. He also picked off the rest of his now worthless disguise. Since Rodney had murdered a hundred people or more, I didn't take his death too hard, but his brother Samson did. Turns out Samson's plenty upset about losing his rabid sibling, and he blames me for the shootout that his brother started. Well, then that used the heels of her hands to swipe away the tears. Is Samson Tavetti is after you? Was, and when he couldn't find me, he swore that he'd come after my family. You too, since he had his meaning digs around and find out that we'd once been married. Sure, I guess he figured he'd use anyone and everyone to draw me out so he could kill me. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, that was pretty much my reaction, but I added a lot more words when I heard what was going down. Gage could protect himself, but he had five brothers, four sister-in-laws, and a handful of nieces and nephews, plus Lynette. That was a lot of people to try to protect, and he knew that sooner or later, Samson would get to one or more of them. Gage also figured that Lynette would be the top or near the top of Samson's kill list. Well, maybe. Samson had made it clear with his threats that he would take out Lynette. Gage wasn't sure why Samson had locked in on her, especially since Gage had had little communication with her since the annulment, but that was a question for another day, a day when he had Lynette tucked away so that Samson couldn't reach her. The only way I could keep you all safe was for Samson to believe I was dead. Gage spilled out for her. So staring at him, she stayed quiet a minute. He could have told me the truth. I would have kept your secret. He shook his head. Couldn't risk it, though he had considered it. 
Well, he considered telling his brother Grayson so he could make sure Samson stayed away from Silver Creek. But in the end, Cage had decided he was best suited to do that, and he had. That's how he learned about Denton targeting Lynette. Well, Lynette swept away more tears, and she looked sad, so distraught that it had Gage shaking his head. I figured it wouldn't matter to you if I was dead or not, Gage reminded her, especially since I've been out of your life a very long time. Then he glanced at her stomach in case she missed the snarky reference. Her eyes widened, and she got that tear in the headlights look before she dodged his gaze completely. But yet you came back to save me from a hitman. Another pause, another head shake. Why? And she didn't sound appreciative, but cautious, afraid even. What the heck was going on in her mind? The immediate danger was behind them. He'd gotten her out of there, and he would take the final step to ensure safety. So why the feeling that there was something else going on here? Why save me? She repeated. Again, Gage chose his words carefully. My handler, the person I just called, declared her. Got word from an informant that Freddie Denton had been hired to take you out. I needed to make sure he wasn't connected to Samson, so I came. And was Denton connected? Fresh Gage said, I don't think so. Of course, that didn't explain why Gage had come himself to take on this particular assignment. His handler could have sent another agent, but Gage had, but had wanted to do this one last thing for Lynette, not because he felt he owed her. No way. However, he thought this would finally close his old wounds. So far, he's batting a big fat zero in the wound closing department. You sure Denton's not connected to Samson Delvetti? Let it ask. He got his thoughts back on track and hoped they stayed there. I can't be positive, but the money trail from Denton's payment doesn't have international origins. Delvetti usually deals with banks in the Cayman Islands. He could have made an exception to throw you off his scent, she pointed out. Gage slipped his arm. Yeah, but I verified that Delvetti still believes I'm dead. There'd be no reason to come after you unless he's pretending to believe that I faked my death. Now it was Gage's turn to pause. Of course, that leaves your father and his business associates. One of them could have hired Denton. She made a sign of agreement. Nothing else. And Gage took the turn to the small country airport. Lynette obviously noticed the route, knew where it led, but she didn't say anything. Maybe that meant she wouldn't give him any lip about getting on the plane that was waiting. Denton knew where your bedroom was in the house, he tossed out. He didn't look around. He got out of his vehicle, walked straight to the window, and fired. And he gave her some time to think about it. Delvetti's never been to your house. She shook her head, sucked in a breath. Maybe he broke in, studied the layout, and told Denton. Gage copied her head shake. If Delvetti had broken in, he would have kidnapped you. As a minimum, more likely he would have killed her on the spot. I doubt Denton got your floor fan from Delvetti. And I know Denton didn't arrive any earlier to case the place. Well, let's stay quiet a minute. So, someone told Denton where my bedroom is. Oh, yeah. Someone who knew the floor plan. Someone who knew me, she corrected. Someone who's been to my house. Bingo. I've narrowed it down. Gage continued. When Lynette didn't say anything about the accusation, he just tossed out there about her father. Of course, your dad, Ford, is top on the list of suspects who could have hired didn't, but I haven't been able to rule out Patrick and Ornicle. Another sign of agreement, but like before, that was the only thing Lynette volunteered. Of course, she already knew what these people were capable of. Both Patrick and Nicole were ruthless in business and their personal lives. Ford was a copy. Ford was a couple of steps past the ruthless part, except Lynette might disagree with that. She certainly jumped to defend her father when he torn them apart. All three have been to your house, yes. Yes. She verified after a huff. 
None of them would approve of you snooping in their dirty dealings. So why did you? Gage came right out and asked. Maybe this time he'd get a real answer and not more of those non-communicable sounds. The woman was nearly as good at dodging the truth as he was. In addition to that sound which put his teeth on edge, Lynette shivered, prompting Gage to turn up the heat, and he waited. Waited some more, then more, until time was just ticking away. He cleared her start and repeated his question. Why? Still, she took more long moments before she opened her mouth. Moments they didn't have. After you died? After I thought you died? I decided it was time to try to figure out exactly what my father and his associates were doing. The exclamation stopped there, cold and weighing. Why didn't you just find a rattlesnake or two to play with? It would have been safer. That earned him because I wanted to know the truth about my father. Wow. Not something you'd expect her to say. Can you deal with the truth? He fired back. Her glare got worse and soft and almost immediately. I was looking for proof that he had something to do with my mother's death. Yeah, Gage knew something about that. Her mother had died from a so-called accidental drowning when that was just a kid, nine years old. A lot of people had wondered if Ford had killed his wife, Sandra, after rumors of an affair. Rumors of an affair between Sandra and Gage's own grandfather, Chet McMorrin, who was then the sheriff of Silver Creek. Even now, after these years, it hurt to think about losing his granddaddy, Chet. The rumors hurt, too. Though his grandfather had been a widower during the alleged affair, it had been a stain on his good name when folks whispered about a possible involvement with a married woman, and not just any married woman, but the wife of the rich and powerful Ford Harrington. Did you find anything out about your, bro your mother? Gage pressed. No, she looked at him. And I didn't find any link to my father killing your grandfather, either. That didn't mean it hadn't happened. The timing was suspended since his grandfather had been gone down by an unknown assailant just weeks after her mother's drowning. It was bad enough that during this, that same month, Lynette and he had both lost people close to them, but then shortly after, Gage's own father had abandoned the family. Being right on had just walked out that morning. Gage and his brothers had been devastated, their mother too, since she committed suicide not long after that. A lot of bad things had gone on around that time, and Gage figured Fort Harrington could have started the whole ugly ball going by killing his wife and her supposed lover. That was the worst summer of my life, Lynette murmured. Well, one of the worst. Another was when I got... was... Another was when you got Hodgkins. And she sounded all torn up about it. You had to be wrong about that. These old memories couldn't mean anything to her now. If they had, then she wouldn't. She would have tried to contact him during the past decade. She hadn't. After a couple of years of waiting for that, Gage had shut out all thoughts of her until now. Hard to shut her out when she was just inches away and after that kiss. Even though you were sick, there were still some parts about that summer that were good. She said her voice practically soundless, but somehow Gage managed to hear her anyways. Oh, you consider the good part our marriage, he growled, except it didn't last long enough for the ink to dry on the license. Not much good about that. No glare from her this time. Something he figured that she tossed at him. In fact, it was the opposite reaction. Her forehead bunched up and she started to nibble on her bottom lip. You hate my father because he forced me to get that annulment? Lynette mumbled. Gage couldn't argue with that. It was true, but it was also true that he hated Lynette for not standing up to the man. Ford got away with what he did only because Lynette had allowed him to have his way. She backed down when Gage needed her to stand up to her father. Gage decided to take this conversation in a slightly different direction, or rather to backtrack one. His SUV was quickly eating up the miles to the airport, 
And while the conversation made him feel marginally better, it wasn't giving him the answers that he might be able to use to get to the bottom of this. I take it you didn't find any dirt on your mucked up dad, he concluded. Well, we both know there's plenty of dirt to find. How hard and how long did you look? Better yet, what had she found? There is dirt, I'm sure of it, but I didn't find it in any of the files in his office, she paused, one lip nibbling. I even tried tapping him in the hopes that he might let something slip, but he must have known something was up because he grabbed my purse and found the recorder that I tried to hide. Of course, he would have. Ford was very good at reading people, and he was suspicious by nature. At least that's how Gage remembered him and all the dirty looks and snide comments he made when Lynette and he were dating. But Ford had another side, the fake face he put on for the world to see. Gage had also got a glimpse of that when he first told Ford about their elopement. Maybe because they told him in front of witnesses, including the Justice of the Peace. Ford had been all calm on the outside, but there... Must have been some fire beneath all the calmness, or else he wouldn't have talked on that into the annulment. Why do you quit looking for the dirt on your father, Gage asked. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad you quit. Les Snoopin will keep you alive, but why'd you try to close up Pandora's box after you opened it? I had my reasons, she snapped. And apparently those were reasons that she wasn't planning to share with him. He'd probably find out anyway, because he was going to do some deep digging of his own when he had a little Nate. One safe ground. Gage pulled into the tiny airport parking lot, stopped, and spotted the plane on the runway. Good. No hitch in that department. The pilot was there as well, tucked underneath the awning of the maintenance hangar. In other words, this last leg of the plane plan was as go. Despite the rocky start with the hitman and the kiss, what Gage should do was get Lynette's butt on that plane now and never look back. The need for those answers gnawed away at him, and he just couldn't let go of it yet, especially one answer in particular. And what would those reasons be for stopping the investigation he pressed? He braced himself for another snapped response. She didn't get her mouth tight. She just stared out at the wipers, slashing the rain off the windshield. Okay, you won't tell me, Papa. Then let me guess. You fell in love with someone, or maybe it wasn't love, maybe just lust. You landed in the sack with him, and when you found out you were pregnant, you figured you better not do anything to get yourself and the, that baby killed. More silence. It then helped the anger roaring inside him. At least tell me that this SOB is willing to marry you now that you're pregnant. We haven't discussed it. She won't her. Was this like a one-night stand? He didn't wait for an answer, but she should have. He also should have dropped a subject that was none of his business, but he didn't. He just had to get in one more jab to go along with the knot that this news had put in his gut. There are such things as safe sex, you know. Even though Gage wasn't too happy about any conflict with Lynette that didn't involve him, yeah, that was petty since they weren't together. Heck, they didn't even like each other anymore. Still, it stunk. His pregnancy was a couple steps past stinging. Maybe because part of him, the immature part, still hanging on to the past. Remember that once, years ago, Lynette and he had planned to have kids of their own. A whole brood of them, she insisted, to make up for her being an only child. Gage had siblings, five of them, so he didn't have the same knee as Lynette did. But yeah, he wanted kids back then. Now? Well, now? Didn't matter. The future was still as long as Samson Delvetti was alive, since Gage hadn't been able to get to him in the past 11 months. He wasn't counting on eliminating a truck lord anytime soon. Well, Lynette pointed to the plane. I'm supposed to get on that. She asked. It took a moment to get his jaw unclenched, and it didn't happen until after he cursed himself for going off on another thought tangent. 
You are. You're supposed to stay on until I can figure out who's trying to kill you. You pull back. You mean you're continuing the investigation into my father and the others? Damn straight. That was the only way to end this. Well, that's right. It's too dangerous. If my father learns you're alive, again, she stopped cold. Gage intended to find out why this was a forbidden subject with her. She knew how he felt about Ford. Gage hated the man. The feeling was mutual. There was no reason for her. He keeps carrying around the office. You think your father will try to kill me? Gage concluded. Well, that's the chance I'll have to take, because if I don't stop him or the person who's responsible, then you'll never be safe. You'll never be able to have a normal life. Guys like Freddy Ditton will just keep coming after you. She frantically shook her head. I won't be safe if my father finds out you're alive. He'll put things together. He'll start digging. Lynette sucked in her breath as if she said too much, but she hadn't said nearly enough. Better with the lack of answers, Gage caught her by the shoulders and turned her toward him. I know Ford hates my guts, but why would my being alive make your father come after you? She tried to dodge his gaze, tried to turn away from him, but Gage held on, and he got right in her face. Why? He demanded. She started shaking her head and didn't stop. I can't. Yes, you can. And Cage did say it nicely. If you don't tell me, I'll get the answers from your father. Lynette guys, please, you can't. She repeated, it only made things worse. Probably, but it was just a bluff. Still, that didn't mean he was going to let her get on that planet until he had what he wanted, an answer. Why would your father come after you if he finds out I'm alive? He pushed. Cage glared at her to let her know he wasn't just going to let this go. Her gaze came to his, finally, and it seemed as if Lynette changed her mind a dozen times before she opened her mouth. Because my father will figure things out about the baby. Well, that was a reason he darned her. Hadn't expected to hear. Cage tried to work it out. Did, did poor disapprove of baby daddy? Over baby's daddy? She said, then, what the heck would that have to do with Lynette? and his safety, especially Gage's. He moved closer to me around. I'm missing something. And you're going to have to tell me what this pregnancy has to do with me. Well, that swallowed hard. And her breast rushed out. And I think she Gage, the baby is yours. End of chapter four.